0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I want to thank every single one of you for joining us today. We've got a powerful hour for you. We're coming right out of the gate with Dr. Jane Okterberg, and we're talking about incredible healing for each and every one of us to understand that we don't have to fail in the face of cancer. We don't have to fail in the face of 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 healing, to this place of our mind, body, and spirit. And Dr. Jean is joining us today for a number of different reasons. The first reason is she has been taking her message out into the world to let people know that this is a time that they can heal. Everything is available to them, and this is a time for wellness and wholeness. Dr. Jean, thank you so much for joining the show today. No, it's my privilege, Dr. Pat. You know, you've been taking your message out into the world, and the question I want to ask you in the work that you do, what challenges do you have to overcome to bring your message out into the world? Well, first of all, uh, Dr. Pattis, I think you know I am a cancer survivor. And um, it was through my own path that I realized uh, that life will never be the same. It can never be the same after the diagnosis of cancer. And mm-hmm. one of the most overwhelming challenges that I faced and that I see people facing on a daily basis is fear, yes. and they and I often have said, I think people die from fear. I don't think they die from cancer, and this has not changed in my 35 years of experience in working with cancer patients, and so to say, all right, all right, you've had a terrible diagnosis, an awesome diagnosis, and the truth of the matter is that, the vast majority of people following their diagnosis and treatment go through a period maybe years, maybe decades of good health, good physical health, and they manage their ups and downs physically what they what what is difficult to manage is to say, "All right, how do I bring passion and meaning into my life at this stage of my life?" You know when you're when you're faced with the diagnosis and you hear the words, you have cancer." And, you know, it chokes me up just to think about it and the work you do, countless hours you put in to talking with so many people. How do you help people move beyond that diagnosis? Well, you know what? I think we we start after, after the fear dissipates uh, uh, somewhat because the fear keeps us in a cocoon. And after that starts to dissipate, then the big questions of our lives, the existential questions, start to be asked. And one of the first things I do is have the people that I'm working with look at those big questions and they're, what's what's the purpose of my being here? Um, have I completed my work? Um are there people in my life that I need to forgive and who need to forgive me? Those are the human questions that often we don't have time or, or, or the wherewithal or the ability to ask before this serious crisis hits. And so that, those that would be my entree into the work. Well, you have been helping people all over the world go to that place and move beyond the diagnosis to a place of thriving. And I wanted to ask you, what have you learned and what can you share with our listeners to help them understand that they can move from surviving to thriving? How do we do that? Oh, that's a, that's a difficult, complicated question, Dr. Pat. It, it, it's, it's not easier. We would do it more readily than we do as human beings. But the, the name of the workshop, for example, is Rekindling the Spirit, the Spirit is it, it, what I've learned in watching patients people um, is that the soul the spirit triumphs and it comes out glistening like a jewel if we open to that possibility that we that it's not only surviving it is thriving like we 've never known and those are that's a difficult idea even even for me sometimes to think about cancer being a gift i that that almost brings me to my knees to think about that. But I've had patients tell me that over and over again. If I had not had this diagnosis, I would not be the person that I am today. I would not have this insight. I would not have this life. And I have heard that so many times. And they've been my teachers, absolute my teachers. Um, I didn't make this stuff that I'm talking about up out of my head, I, I, I learned it from being a silent witness to so many wonderful people as they moved into a place in their lives where they felt gifted. And, you know, um, it's commonly known, I think, that the, uh, the Chinese symbol for crisis is the same one for opportunity. And it's shifting, taking that giant leap from crisis to opportunity that I've seen people do, and it, it impresses me so much that um, this is where the, the, the work of my heart was, is, and always will be. You know, I love what you just said about this being the work of your heart. <laughs> Let's tell our listeners about the work that you do so that they get a sense that there can be this rejuvenating, renewing process after After winning the battle with cancer well the the setting is important for this work. Um, someone very wise or maybe several very wise people said you don 't get well in the same situation that you got sick in, or you don 't solve problems in the same mindset that that you created them. so I do think it 's important to to take yourself away from the situation um, where you've been ill, where you've had treatment, and the big island of Hawaii is where we're doing it now, that island is known as the healing island uh, has been for as long as we know, and the the air the water the um, the light quality that in and of itself begins the healing process then in um, in my experience this does not happen overnight, Um, although wonderful things can happen overnight. There seems to need to be not only an exit from the place where you have been um, worrying about your problems and and treating your problems, but the exit needs to be at least one or two weeks, and in order for all of the the work to be assembled and integrated, it, it does take some time. So, the first week we start off um, with um, a lot of support, um, some process. Uh, we use the creative arts uh, in in terms of poetry and in terms of of movement um, in both of those weeks, people will be given body mind tools to take home with them. Going home is always difficult. Um, being the reentry back into um the lifestyle that you've left, even though it's going to be significantly modified that's um that's a challenge, so we do a lot of of bridging if we can of what goes on in the retreat and what can be taken home. Yeah, and we're talking about the Kokolulu Retreat yes. Center, which is a phenomenal retreat center over on the big mm-hmm. island of Hawaii. Yes. And this is a place of power. It is a place of healing. And, by the way, it is known right now for being a place of genesis, mm-hmm. of, of rebirth. Oh, and, yes. Well, yeah, all of this is put into the fact that this is the work that you do and that people... Uh, have the right to recreate, rejuvenate, let go of oldness, move beyond the fear, after knowing that they have just won the battle with with cancer. Right, and you know we're rewriting our stories is what we're doing. We're creating a new narrative. Isn't that great? Yeah, isn't that phenomenal to do that? I mean, we could we could all stand to rewrite our stories regardless of whether or not we've had cancer. But isn't this a great approach that you've put together for the retreat center? Well, I think it is and it's a it 's a lifetime endeavor of of watching what works um what seems to be uh, bring blessings to the situation uh, what doesn 't work and so, what we have now is is a culmination of lifetime experience of both Lou and Karen, who um have the retreat center and of myself and uh, incidentally they it's also a center for teaching Qigong, and the people in the retreat will have the benefit of 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 that work while they're there that's a very healing form of of movement in meditation well and that's what we're talking about you know when we enter this experience it is the integration of body mind and spirit and and that is the work that they have put together so that people can Feel refreshed and renewed. What are some of the surprises that you've seen in the in the wow in the years that you've been doing this? What are some of the things that you've seen in terms of people and their lives change? You know, that's a, a, another interesting question. When I first start the groups, and I've done uh, some with Carl Simonton over the years too, the first night that we're there, I'm, I always think, "Oh, I wonder." I wonder what will happen this week or for these next two weeks. I wonder if anything will happen, and invariably I am touched i 'm surprised but uh, at the end of the time that we have together i 'm surprised at the major changes that people have made and, and there are changes in everything changes in how they regard their children, changes in how they they regard their work or what work they plan to do, um, how they plan to live their lives on a daily basis and People that are very, very closed often when they first come into those groups, uh, and make some of the best progress that I've ever seen in terms of reshaping their lives, um, in, in a, in a pathway that feels, uh, good to them, feels life-giving. Well, you know, when we take a look at our lives as, as you do every time you step out there to work with people, mm-hmm. you, you step out with the, with the moment of awe because I can't imagine that you even know what you're going to be in front of. I would imagine that every person you meet is different. Every story is different. And Indeed. so the how do you as a professional, as someone that has such an important job, how do you prepare? How do you shift so that you, know, you can be in front of these people every every week? You know, oh yeah, uh, you know, I try to pay attention. And I do my best to do the Buddhist practice of letting go of the outcome. But I'm, I, you know, I'm not there yet. I still want everybody to be happy and healthy. I, I it's I, I hang onto that probably tenaciously. But I do pay attention, and I have no agenda of my own other than to help people help themselves. I don't have the agenda for them to have a particular spiritual practice or for them to see. Um, You think psychologically in a certain way. And the reason I think I have no agenda is because I'm a closet anthropologist. And I know that every single person on the planet is has has an individual practice, an individual way of looking at the world. And the best thing that I can do is walk through that door with them and, and to honor whatever it is that they bring to the table. And that is, for me, what you've just said is so important because I don't know that the folks that attend the retreat, uh, the cancer aftercare retreat, have a sense of what they don't know. Well, I think they have a sense of longing and a sense of loneliness. In many ways, it's a lonely, lonely world after that diagnosis. Nobody treats you the same. People expect different things out of you. You know, everything has shifted, and I don't think they know—at um, at least at the conscious level—of what steps they would they they should be taking to nourish themselves more fully. Well, this you know, this is an important message for those of you just tuning in. I'm here with Dr. Jean Osterberg, who has taken her message across the globe to help people. Uh, understand the power in healing, especially after cancer. And having coming to you today to do this show two days after the death of a very close friend of mine from cancer, Mm. I'm struck by so many people out in the world that did not or do not know that aftercare is one of the most important things one can do. And, you know, Dr. Jean, as I look back at my friend and I watch the journey that she went through, And the times where, you know, she was in the healing process uh, doing very, very well, but at the same time just could not take the time to help herself. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are thousands of people that are listening to this show that are probably in similar situations that are saying, I don't know how I can take time now to take care of myself. It was just enough for me to get over having cancer. What do we say to those folks? Well, first of all, no blame or judgment there because people are exhausted. I mean, their finances are sometimes exhausted. Physically, they're exhausted. And one of the gifts that we can give to ourselves at that stage is the knowing that detoxification is necessary we're toxic after cancer we're toxic because of the treatment we're toxic because of the lifestyle we've led during the uh, during the disease process and and until the detoxification occurs and mind body spirit are are dancing and in what we might think of as the light again um, it is difficult to to take some steps and I think the aftercare program is is a cleansing program, and I use that word in, in, at, at every level. And that for for the kind of health that we're seeking—body, mind, spirit health—the the cleansing is necessary. And um, cleansing of ideas and, and cleansing of body. The retreat, incidentally, is 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 very very health conscious. It's vegetarian. There's uh, enough as much exercise as you need. Um, walking trails. There's. Um, you know the sand and the the sun and the beach, which are all nature's ways of of cleansing us and bringing us back to back to present, and you know that is such an important aspect of this, and not to mention this incredible beauty exactly exactly I mean you can, you can see Maui from the retreat on a good day you know it's it's that kind <laughs> of that kind of beauty at a distance too. You know, when we take a look at all of this, and we look at the beauty in our lives, and we look at the work that you do, um, what is, how encouraged are you for people in their recovery, um, in the healing process? You've seen it all, pretty much, haven't you? Yeah, I have. And, and yeah. I wonder what your journey is like. I mean, I wonder how you describe your your life and the work that you do today, given ten years from you know ten years ago. How would you do that? Well, I, I I crossed over from being on one, in, out, you know by the bed to in the bed. I had a, a diagnosis that was theoretically terminal uh, six seven years ago now seven years ago, and that was um, uh, that was probably the shock of my life uh, the the terror the sheer terror that I had uh, after that diagnosis. And I thought, how can I be how can I be so fearful? But I was. And the other thing that happened is that there was no treatment available, uh, no no curative treatment anyway. Um, but the, the the treatment that I got was the formation of healing community, and friends and family came to my side and stayed there through the whole process. So my appreciation then. That we can't do it all ourselves, nor should we have to do it all of our all of, all of the work ourselves. Um, we do need healing community, and I think that that I experienced the prayers, the the loving energy that was sent to me. That is kind of, or not kind of it. It was the stimulus for creating the aftercare program, where the healing community is formed around you. It is really this cocoon of safety of nurturing that so many people so many def- people desperately need. Yes. And you know, as you invite people to come to the coca Retreat Center and and they come through the doors, what can they expect? Um, they can expect exactly exactly what you said, nurturing. It's nurturing all day and all night, not only by the people that are there, the staff, um the intentions of, of Lou, Karen, and myself, um, the nurturing environment. And it's kind of a, I, I would kind of hear big sighs of relief and relief mm. when, when people arrive there and settle in. Mm. And, you know, then they don't have to do um, anything else, really, except be in the presence of the healing power that they're, they've been invited to. Exactly. Exactly, and you know, we have fun. We have fun, and we're laughing. Oh and boy! We're, yeah, and we're silly, and that's um, that's another breath of fresh air after you've had this difficult diagnosis. Is, is to be able to be silly again? You know, someone once told me that uh, silly came from a, a German word which means holy, and I and I truly think that's that's the case. Well, and that's the part of this healing journey that people have most difficulty with, isn't it? I mean, yeah. we're talking about going from a traumatic process, both in the body and the mind and the spirit, to this place of, you know, fun. Yeah. And it's hard to imagine, isn't it? But you actually do it. You folks do a great job. Yeah, we do have fun. And and, and there there there's serious moments, certainly, and there's also very joyous moments, because, it, like you said, that's what it's about. It's about, you know, rekindling the passion in your life. And passion is, is passion's energy, and energy can be light and fun. Well, Dr. Jean Akkerberg, thank you so much for joining us today. I want to mention to everyone, I'll give you a lots of information when we come back from break. Lulu Retreat Center, it's an aftercare center for cancer. Dr. Jean, thank you so much for joining us. Again, thank you for inviting me, Pat. All right, everyone. We'll be right back after this short break.
1: Okay, everyone, listen up. You can do it. You can quit smoking in as little as 30 days with Zero Smoke. That's right, a new product to help you quit smoking now. And here's the deal. You don't need to spend hundreds of dollars on gum, patches, or pills. Zero Smoke helps you quit naturally using biomagnets. It works by placing these neat little magnets on either side of your ear. Then science takes over. It's just like acupressure. The urge to smoke goes away. This product has sold like crazy in Europe and has just been introduced in the United States. In fact, Sal the stockbroker is using the product to quit. It's a disgusting habit, and you need to quit today. Now, everybody, go to their website, zerosmoke.org, or call them at 800-577-9933 and take advantage of their risk-free offer. That's right. Just pay shipping, and they will send you this revolutionary product absolutely free. What do you have to lose? It's the summer. You want to feel good, and you want to quit that nasty habit. That's 800-577-9933, or go to the web at zerosmoke.
0: You know the secret, but you still have questions. Explore life's deeper meaning. See One the Movie, now available on DVD. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Now, the film phenomenon that has been transforming hearts across the world is available online at OneTheProject.com. I encourage you to experience this incredible movie for yourself and uncover the riches of your soul today.
1: Essentia Water, the ultimate drinking water, is free of sugars, artificial sweeteners, and colors. Essentia Water actually does something good for your body. It hydrates your body more efficiently. Its smooth, silky taste provides an abundant supply of active hydrogen and antioxidants to prevent cell damage caused by free radicals. Essentia Water does more than quench your thirst. Available health food and natural food sections of major grocery stores. Essentia Water. Ask for it. That's CarrieOConnor.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili.